Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, Internet? It's Monday, November 23rd, and you're listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 362. I am your host, Austin Walker. Today, I'm joined by Patrick Klepek. Hello. Ricardo Contreras. Yo. And Rob Zachney. <laughs> I'm just destroyed this morning. Would <laughs> <laughs> you want to give us another take? And Rob Zachney. <laughs> It might be broken, but I'm not sure oh, I'm broken. Buddy. Well, you just need um, there's an there's an item you use, and it'll fill that meter right back up, and then you can do full damage again. Rob's grindstone, called an Estes. <laughs> Rob's, <laughs> Rob's grindstone, great and name that's his, for that's his YouTube channel. Yeah. Welcome to Rob's grindstone. <laughs> Please knife like and sharpening, subscribe. cooking, and souls Cook. games. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh huh. God, oh, how you doing, title. Rob? Are you yeah? Are you okay? Uh, so yesterday I like had, uh, the entire evening and Ooh. I was like, I'm going to get back into souls now. Time to Hell do it. Yeah. Time to Let's go. You're going down tower night. <laughs> and so I just, I started the game up and after shaking off some rust, like about 30 minutes in, uh, I get to the tower night and clear the, you know, uh, yeah. clear the ramparts archers. of archers and start, uh, just kiting the dude. Yeah. And getting a feel for his attacks, his ranges, etc. And it's going really well. And like I uh, do the thing, I bust his ankles. Yeah. He falls over and I'm like, yeah. Juice comes out. yeah. And then I start hitting him on the ground and I'm like, this isn't doing a whole lot. Like, it seems like he should be taking more damage. And then he got up and I was uh-huh. like, OK, uh, that was underwhelming. Um, I guess I'll try to bring him down again. And I, I do it again. And mind you, this fight is taking forever. Um, sure, and bring him down again, and once again, like not doing a ton of damage. Round and round we go, and finally <laughs> I bring him down, and this time I'm behind him when he falls, and his head's right there, and I'm like, yeah, ah, here <laughs> we go, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I just Is start going ham on his yeah. like, head and collar area, um, and. Like just that's career down damage. real quick. You fuck up someone like that, he can't take a hit <laughs> yeah. again like that. You know. Yeah. Head so I'm like, easy. this guy's done. He's gone. My stamina depletes, and I'm like, oh, but I can get this last hit. I'll, I can. Oh, no. I'll, stand here. I'll get this last no. hit. Here, just get Rob, that has, bar Rob has entered the Demon Souls chat. Dude yeah. stands up. Yep. And donk. Like I get stunned. And uh-huh. I'm positioned in a corner, so I can't, like, immediately roll out of there. And then he just, like, <laughs> steps back or stomps me or kills me. Like, I'm just dead, like, very yeah. quickly after that. He was big down to... Big steppy. Like, he was down do do? so low. 
Uh-huh. Like to the point where oh. his HP bar was like almost gone. Body. Uh, uh-huh. like one Body. more heavy hit. And you, and you can identify the mistake you made. You can identify the specific oh, moment. I, yes. Yeah. So I was like, it's solved. It's not going to be so <laughs> oh, bad. Oh, yeah. This mm-hmm. arc, I've, mm-hmm. we've all been I've there, been Rob. So many times. <laughs> And that was your first and time then, to the boss that night, right? That was the first time you'd gotten to him, and you had a really good run, and you missed it by a little bit, and then the rest of the night happens, right? And you think, <laughs> and you describe. think the next time it's going to go great, right? I can't describe what happened. So the next time, the next time I get in there, and I just fuck up the entry to the arena, <laughs> and he spears me with the lance. I haven't gotten hit by the lance. In like twelve tries, this time I'm speared by the lance, and I'm stunned, and then I get shield stomped, and I'm dead. Yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. And I'm like, okay, that was annoying. Better oh, mode, fuck that, we get yeah. right back to him. Uh huh. For the first time, I realized how difficult the fucking crossbowmen on the bridge are. <laughs> this time, there's like four of them at the, and the, end of the, the end of the second bridge. And like I, I run up to them like I always have. This has never been a problem. I run up to them and I start taking the big swing and I hear chunk. And I'm like, ah, oh, my animation got stopped. Yeah. Take the big swing. Chunk, chunk. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm taking a lot of damage here. And so... And so I I finished that fight. And I'm like, that was a lot of. I'm gonna have to take a lot of heal items to repair that. Okay, on we go. Get to the other end of the bridge. There's more archers, and as soon as I start to clean them up, the the knight dude uh, with the with the tower shield uh, yeah. gets me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not good. And then the tilt begins. Like it is it is fully <laughs> on. No. My impatience begins to get to yeah. me. And suddenly the bridge is getting harder than it's ever been because I'm in such a fucking hurry yeah. that like I had a I had a system to get to the night reliably. But now I'm doing something completely different because I'm like, I need to do this faster. I just want to get to the night. Yep. And it turns out trying to speed run the bridge is so much harder <laughs> than just <laughs> taking it slow and like going by the numbers and getting to the fucking night fight. So it begins to just spiral. It's just, it's, it's fucking on. Um, I, I want to say an hour goes by, maybe more. I don't know how much time passes. <laughs> time becomes a flow of, of emotion. Like, okay. This is not going well. I'm going to go somewhere else for a minute. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing. I go to the tower of Latria. Okay, oh, wow. Rob. Well, you c- should have gone to the second Hold one. Hold <laughs> Okay. So that doesn't go well. <laughs> yep. Tell me about uh, the Tower of Latria. Tell me what happens there. What didn't go well? What is? What do you mean? You, I uh, you guess, met some, but I would like to hear it from your you heard, mouth. Uh, you love so, ringing bells. There's these little Cthulhu guys with the yeah. bells. Yep. And they have a hard-hitting ranged magic attack, but then like two different forms of an AoE stun. Mm-hmm. Uh, that like basically unless I roll up on them and quickly land a heavy quick quick uh, heavy light light they will destroy me um, oh, yeah. I will just get stunned and then I'll watch the real wor- the worst one of all is where I get like frozen yep. and then they like Cthulhu feast with the fucking tentacles <laughs> on me and I'm like get you son of a bitch stop being stunned like and you're mashing the buttons on the controller I even know. though you know they don't actually do anything I'm you're just <laughs> 
My stamina yeah. bar is completely full. If only I could use it. I have so <laughs> many things I could do. Just so yeah, Latria doesn't go well. But side note, Latria has turned out to be a great place to go uh, because those dudes are just big bags of souls. Oh yep. yeah. Uh, so oh, once yeah, I good at killing them, and by this morning I am. Yeah. Um, I am now just Rob part of Did you playing. sleep? Did you? Yeah. Wait yeah. a second. <laughs> Barely, but hold on. Rob's two hundred thousand souls later, I soul level seventy five. My heart, the health has made it all the way across the screen. <laughs> so, Latria can like Latria becomes just this fucking grind, and then I start doing things like you know what it is. I'm just I don't have the right weapon to deal with the tower knight. I got a wing spear at some point that's got a high armor pierce. It's got better range. I wouldn't have to okay. like run right under the fucking dude to get that ankle. Um, so I need to get I need to start using the spear. Have I ever used the spear before? No. Like <laughs> any sense for how the spear works? Well, I kind of figured it's a piercing weapon, so it'll be like the mail breaker, right? Uh, not really. Not really. Totally different animal. Um, and so I begin to die and eat shit in that way, <laughs> trying the spear. And so then I'm like, I just need to take myself on a little spear tutorial and run around, uh, the Boletarian palace spearing dudes. And I reached the conclusion, the spear sucks. <laughs> my falchion is so much better. My falchion is like level three at this point. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, like people are just like getting carved up with this thing. Rob, Rob needs to go on a run to get the crescent, and his life will change. Rob, yeah. you need to look up. You can yeah. do this. You need look up the crescent falchion, and it's easily obtainable yep. in uh, four one right Correct. five one. Four yeah, one. I did. I did, the I did shrine it. Shrine of storms I, level. Yep. Yeah, I did it last night. You can if you're just slow and steady, it's also a cool level. Yes. Bring a club. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Bring a club. Or a or you're gonna beat some bags of bones. You're gonna beat some bone bags, and they like to get hit by by. They don't like or they they're fond of swords. They're less fond of heavy (laughs) objects Uh because they got bones. They don't have skin. What you could cut with classic D and D logic. Classic D and D logic, right there. Bash them apart. And the the reason you're gonna love this is because the weapon you like, just like the coffee you like. It would have came not even come back in style, but came back in style with magic. Yeah. And then suddenly your hits were doing like twice as much damage because it's a magic infused weapon. Um, yeah. It's it, it it is. It's you might. I don't know if you were paying attention to this part of the podcast, but like this, this is one of those like you're new to the game. Like you just want like a game breaker early on. Like just jump to the like second half of the game, run in, grab this weapon, leave, never come back to this area for another 20 hours. Um, but you'll have that weapon. Um, and it can help you do like, it'll get you over the hill on yeah. certain areas. It'll, it'll make uh, sections where you're frustrated in the run up to getting to a boss easier. Cause you're just dismantling the mobs a lot faster. Like I'm doing that with a fire sword. You can do that with this, uh, ma- this magic one. Yeah. What if, Instead of that. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I reached the conclusion sometime. Oh, we haven't finished midnight. your story. Okay. Oh, no, yeah. no, All right. no, Sorry. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. Sometime before midnight, I reached the conclusion that I just need to go faster. <laughs> the, the, real, the real mistake I'm making right. is that. You're getting in your own head. I got, I'm wearing heavier armor than I was. Oh, sure. I'm carrying right. maybe too many heal items. Um, and Slow so what rolls. I need to do is if just I could just roll a little bit better. Uh, yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Back to the leather armor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just only what you think you'll need in terms of heal items. Um, 
And then we will just run this as fast as possible. Don't need armor uh, if you never get go. hit. Exactly, Kato. Exactly. Yeah. Armor's a trap. <laughs> so. Dex build uh, logic. <laughs> several more runs go by. Um, and my playstyle though, does evolve. And it begins, like, I go through, like, I pass through rage. Just rage happens. And then I pass through it. And sometime, like, after midnight, just this, like, calm misery settled over me. It was so <laughs> profound. I'm sitting here. I'm like, it's like I've been on a meditation retreat. Serenity now. Because I can only, the mindset I was in was just exquisite. I was beyond care. I was this like. This is my life now. Mm-hmm. This is uh-huh. me. This is mm-hmm. what I do. This bridge is my life. This is my home. Yeah. I enjoy it here. Yeah. Come join and me. At some point, I was like. I got real comfortable with, I got a better shield at some point. I got a, a soldier shield and it started just shrugging off those archer shots. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to walk into these people like a man walking into like a <laughs> hailstorm, and just like, you know, chunk, chunk. They all stand there. I'm fine. I mm-hmm. close the zero range one slash. They all get like chopped in half. I'm like, cool. The only way and out then, is through Rob. And then the tower night. Uh-huh. And I'm like, fuck the spear. The spear is over. The spear didn't work. I'm going to go with what I know. The spearman. The falchion yeah. and being quick. It brought you and you, you know how at the end of Gangs of New York, the final fight, like uh, Daniel Day-Lewis's character just keeps coming in and out of the fog and all you hear is footsteps and just like, <laughs> like he's knifing you and then he's back in the fog. Yeah. That was me. And the Tower Knight was Leonardo DiCaprio. And it turned out, by the way, I also stopped trying to lock onto the fucker because like I kept locking oh, on his torso. Wow. And I was like, Fuck that's this. advanced scope. That's Souls advanced logic. big brain. Yes. Uh-huh. A hundred percent. Yeah. I was like, I need to get both his ankles and I'll just run up to the ankle and I'll chop the one I want and then I'll peace out. Oh yeah. And this time I chopped that fucker down like a tree. Um, <laughs> yes. It was great. Like the last run was just a murder. Um the, the <laughs> last run, I just walked in and like methodically cleared, you know, basically within like five minutes. Had cleared the ramparts, dropped the guy, taken him down to like a sliver of health. And at that point, I just got super conservative. I didn't need to bring him down again. And I was just like, I'm going to chop his legs down until he either falls down or he just dies. I Like either one's going to work. Um, oh, and wow. got him. And Hell then I yeah. was like, I was going to go to bed early tonight. Uh-huh. And then I was like, but I've got my corporeal form back. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I should take this thing back to Latria. <laughs> Those Cthulhu motherfuckers are going to love this. Yeah. More to feast on. Yeah, Let exactly. me tell you, they did. It didn't go well. <laughs> it was time for bed. Yeah. Uh, but this morning, I'm on a tear now. And yes, also, good. like, I'm... Oh, quick question. Because um, yeah. this is what I wanted to bring up with you guys. Because uh-huh. right before we got on the call. I was in the tower of I was back in the Nexus with a big bag of souls. Yeah. Spend those souls. I'm having trouble with taking magic damage, I assume. I assume magic damage is what the what the bell ringer dudes are, are doing. I guess doing. that they're doing magic damage is what I would guess. Yeah. So faith, just one point of faith gives me a ton of magic damage. Should I just throw a few points in the face? Wait, make does it give you magic damage or resistance. does it give you magic resistance? Okay. Ma- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think you're more likely to want to invest in and just Googling, is there an early level where you can get a magic resistant shield rather than 
um, putting points into magic resistance. Because okay. if you're doing a build where you're going to be holding a shield, more than likely you're going to get a lot more mileage out of putting that into anything but um, you know, Patrick, like I'm not sure I'm going to be doing a shield build. Um, okay. Yeah. I th- I'm thinking like... <laughs> so, so the life is sometimes... How often do you hit the triangle button? Uh, like never. Yeah. So th- dual oh, wielding yeah. a weapon, you can still block. You can still... It doesn't do nearly as... It's not nearly as good as a, um, a proper shield. Yeah. But like with the weapon I have now, like this fire sword I've got, it, I mean, it quite literally doubles the damage output. Um, and then like you get like parry timings down the uh, left hand, right? Is well, you, 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 uh, I don't, you I cannot, don't think you can I don't parry. Think you can parry. Oh, You're okay, basically no. just saying at that point, I'm going in for the the big damage, yeah. um, and and that's the kind of swing. And you know, you're often, doing like big claymore swings or or like just overhead huge. So so this yeah. is the thing in Latria. What I ended up doing was I switched from my mace to a sword because I wasn't fighting skeletons anymore. So I switched to this bastard sword, um, and I'm almost entirely used. The two-handed, I want to say heavy, I want to say heavy, maybe it was light, because it was a vertical slashes. And that whole level is, you know, one or, or two-one in Latria is just thin halls, narrow hallways. Yeah, I can't, where that's big the- sweeps are just going to fuck you, right? Yeah. And I, I actually was thinking about, so I beat I beat two-one over the weekend, or maybe it was like on Friday. Um, and I just love that level design so much because at the very, very end, and this is a very light mechanical spoiler, it opens up a little bit and you have to fight someone who – is very fast and moves around a lot. Um, and after like hours of being in these narrow hallways, needing to switch back to that open air arena style fight was like, fuck this. Like I, I have to deprogram my brain from thinking with vertical slashes and thinking broadly again, thinking, you know, you know, uh, horizontally. And that is just like, it's so good at, at, at communicating like the, the ways in which that place encloses you and keeps you locked in. And then you break out of that. It, it feels really sick. And, and uh, you know, I still have my qualms, like I said before about the way Latria looks, uh, but uh, the, those fights still rule. I can't wait for you to get to that boss. Patrick, I cannot wait for him to get to even just the two one boss because of how that fight goes. I don't know if you remember the the trick on that fight. Well, two one you know, the um the spider. No, sorry, not two That's one three the- one three one three one three one. Oh, okay, Latu so, yeah, is three, right? Latu is three. I uh, always get this yeah, lot, my yeah, brain. Yeah. Two, two, like, one, two one is the mines, and yes, you fight the, right, the spider, yes. which, in which there is a trick. That there is also a ev- trick there everyone, that I did not. Everyone, learn. no, there is. I mean, I know uh-huh. you didn't because you had a fire resistant shield, but yeah. it's it's very common to just be like, it's Jeez. one of the weaker bosses in in Demon Souls. I um, need to upload cool, my but. my spider fight because it ends with me literally just standing in fire and being like, <laughs> "Fuck you, I don't care." Like he does know. the you know the spit, you know the fire carry at the end of that fight. I'm just like you get. I don't give a fuck. Let's just go. Yeah, exactly. Well, wait, how, do you not get, how are you not getting hit by the, the lava? Oh, fire? I got hit by it once. I oh. stood up and I hit him in the fucking face and he died. <laughs> All right. It was good. Uh, well, no, the, the first last year boss is... Uh, Fool's Idol. Oh, Fool's Idol. Yeah, which that's has a, a little. One. Which that's has a little... One. But do you remember the other thing about that fight? The trick, yes. The trick, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, it's <laughs> just the first time the game... Uh, baits you into wondering if you can do a certain thing that other games don't let you do, but in this game you absolutely can. Mm-hmm. Huh. So the weird thing is, last night though was a repetition of every reason I stopped playing this game the first time. Right. Like the weird thing is, like there were for good, I was fully in the like this is just massacre bullshit. I hate this. This is yep. like why am I uh-huh. doing this? And then you had but a breakthrough. also it was just so infuriating because it was like 
I knew the trick. I had almost done it. I had yeah. done it in the first 20 yeah. minutes when I went in with no expectations and I was loose. And I was just like, I'm gonna just going to see how this goes. Yep. And then the rest of the night was trying to get back there and having to relearn everything. Like what I'd done sort of unconsciously, now I had to do consciously. It yeah. was fucked. I hated it. <laughs> um, but also, like, I do understand now this, like... I am just on the other side of a divide. I used to find perplexing. If you never, like, if you never, if you never played people. past, yeah, if you never played past Tower Knight, like if you just stopped here and said, like you've at least had the arc, you like the the frustration to the build to the release to the the the, the swagger, the arrogance, like all of those emotions, like you've had, like that mo- what you have with the Tower Knight is like what you chase with like every fight with yeah. every one of these games is that exact like feeling like every every part of it the de- the depths of despair and like the heights <laughs> both that is those are the attractive qualities of playing these games is is you don't appreciate how much you appreciated being fucking mad at a video game until you get released from it but that is ultimately part of the appeal 100% 100 um and i feel like there is a degree there too rob where where the that thing that you that you describe that feeling of like i know how to beat this thing and then experiencing that lack of bodily control that means you can't achieve it is part of the thing that i think makes this such an interesting and and uh, important series to me is like I like it when a game reminds me that my mind and my body are 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 not in sync sometimes, and that even though I've because un- so many other games, like yeah, I know what I'm doing. I know how to beat this boss. I'm going to beat this boss, right? I, if I think about, I I, I beat Miles uh, Morales over the weekend also, which I really liked. And I'll talk about in a second. But there was never a point in that where I was like, I understand how to defeat the Rhino. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> my hands just won't do the thing. Um, and I really like Demon Souls because of the way that it it separates you from that in a way that is extended, not just in a way where like, oh, I, I, it's a bad, it's a fluke that I lost, but it, it really foregrounds the way you can get into your own head. Your instincts betray you. You right. end up rolling and you're like, why you, you know, I know I, not I, how many times here. do you say to yourself, like, why did I do that? I know I shouldn't have yes. done that. And yes. instead I did the thing. And that is constantly where it's just like your guttural instinct betrays like your mental process of like what you are supposed to do. Um, and, and that is so like, often about just aligning themselves to your guttural instincts or like popular games are, if that makes sense. Like there's a degree to which when I play Far Cry 5 or whatever, it's like, okay, whatever your guttural instinct is, go for it, buddy. We're going to let you build towards that. And Demon Souls is like, uh-uh-uh, no, remember, <laughs> keep that shit leashed. You know, there's a, you will know when it's time to bring that out. If you're careful and patient, you can, you can bust that out when the boss has a little bit of health left and, and you, you earned it, but do not do that at the beginning of the fight. You will lose. Do not do that when you've already gotten two hits. Don't go for that third hit when it's a meaningless hit that won't win you the fight anyway. Don't do it. Um, and I, and anytime that a game is willing to like be in that space is distinct at the very least. So I'm, I'm very glad to have you here with us in, in broken brain souls land. Um, we're, 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 we are very welcoming here, uh, of you. <laughs> Understanding. When you're here, you're family. <laughs> when you're here, you're family. <laughs> Just your picture of the prisoners in the tower of Latria. <laughs> <laughs> yes. True. Exactly. Where, yeah. It's, it's me inside the, the, like the, not the bowls, but like the, uh, what are some of the prisoners stuck in and some of the weirder? Oh, like, like the uh, Iron oh, Maidens? The, the, 
Or, or yeah. the, the no, vases, no, no. the big the vases. vases yes, the va- I'm not showing. sure if you've, I'm not oh, sure if you've gotten so far enough, Rob, but there, there are instances where you're like, you'll just see, like, yes, there are like these, uh, all these torture chambers and some of them they're caught in like these, in these vices and stuff. And then there is just like a vase and they're just like, oh, oh, smashed a couple out. Oh yeah. Well, look, they're worth a couple of souls. You might as well. So I felt they're really, and also, also Rob, it's interesting. So one of the things that, you know, I don't know if you'll end up playing the other games. I forget if Dark Souls 2 and 3 kept this, but like Dark Souls 1 introduced this tiny but kind of important tweak, which is that um, if you fight certain enemies enough times, the game removes them from the game world. In which like if you fight like a certain zombie enough times, like they'll just stop appearing. I forget like how that triggers, how it works, but like you can just like if you're going down the same hallway a million times, like it can like you can bend the curve of it to yourself at a certain point. Um, and that just doesn't happen in like Demon Souls, like gives no quarter. I thought that was yeah. yeah, I think that that's Dark Souls 2. I'm pretty it? sure it's 2. I can't remember because where I, that plays out, but I, I remember that being a controversial change. I, that is why I believe it's 2 because I, I believe that was <clears throat> part of the reason why people didn't like Dark Souls 2 when it launched was. I can't I can't grind indefinitely because they remove enemies, um, which was never a problem. There's enough enemies to grind regardless. Yes. Um, yeah. But <clears throat> because it was a change. That that's that's what I recall. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe it was there in, in one two, but I I I I feel like it was a I feel like that, that was see, a that feels like that feels like a two change. I would yes, I would not be shocked yes. if that's actually where that where that played yeah, out. Totally, totally. Um anyway, uh briefly before we take a break, uh I did I did just burn through miles. Morales this weekend. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. I have a question about Demon Souls. Please, let's stay on Demon Souls. Because fucking I started it last night. Oh, instead, hell yeah. Instead of going yes. to sleep early because I fucking stayed up till four four <laughs> in the morning the night before. I was like, fuck it, I'll play De- Demon Souls today now that I'm done with the fucking raid in Destiny. Uh how do you level? Uh you have to beat the uh, first boss first. Oh, fuck that. Are you kidding me? I'm going carrying around all these fucking souls and I got to go beat a boss? Yeah. Well, you can you can go just just buy healing items. I was going to say yeah, if you yeah. if you're really afraid of losing them, you can go to that you can go to that one, yeah. Uh, God damn shop, it. Shop owner too. Um I was like, man, there yeah. there aren't any more bonfires in this place and then I figure out no. the, the little loop. They just don't oh, they, I mean, they don't they exist just, they, they, in this game. Yeah, it's only Is that bo- it's is only that not just this one? I thought it was this just this one because of the way the shortcuts work out. Nope. Fuck. Nope. No bonfires Fuck. except for boss bonfires. The the like the lengths you have to go to to get to bosses in Demon Souls is so much longer than the lengths you have to go to in like any other yeah. game. I was like, even in they, Dark Souls One, I was like, sense. I would hit a bonfire right now. What the fuck is going on? And it's like, oh, it, it, loses, it, loses, it, loses, it, loses, it really it is. Wow. Okay. I feel so well, alive. Fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> God damn yeah. It. <laughs> um. Fuck. God. All right. Well, I guess I'm gonna go figure out what threw that fucking spear out the fog. Oh yeah. Oh, you're there. Just go beat the boss. Yeah, you're right there. You're Just at the boss. the boss. You're yeah, beat that boss. You're I mean, yeah, boss. it was a giant door opened. And also, then a spear also, also, came also, out, also, so. also, just to <laughs> uh, relieve your fear, then your souls will be right there because that you know where that giant door is, right? Have right. Figure out where the yeah, 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 yeah. It's right. At the I mean, beginning. You start right in front of it. Yeah. If you go in and die, you can get your souls back. Okay. 
I believe know. in your ability to tip. But to, you, but you have to if you then, then you have you to beat be the boss to spend. Yeah, then to you have to beat the yes. boss to spend. Them. Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. So as but long as I don't, might, you might. Well, that's the thing about losing times. souls in these games. It's like, oh yeah, I can always get them back as long as I don't die before I pick them up again. Right. right? Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, just uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll okay. be fine. It'll okay. be fine. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. Yeah. Briefly on Miles before we before I we take a break. I, I played through all of Miles Morales in like three days. Um, what a well-paced game that is. I don't know. Yep. Did either of you beat that? Yeah, I know. I finished it about two weeks ago. Okay, cool. Re- cool. Really, re- I think. Um, Why aren't our. It, it, it ends really well. It too. ends really I well. I really, really like the way um, it ends. I am. I was like fucked up throughout that game for all the reasons I set up last time about being in New York. Like, and that game ends with, without giving details away, a sort of scavenger hunt around the city um, as like a post post game thing that you get mm-hmm. um and i was getting the clues for those postcards and knowing where to go before i even like open the map because i'm oh that's live cool. here um and like you know I, I when that first spider-man game came out i complained a lot about their depiction of the city because it doesn't make sense if you live here the way that it's been crammed together and like you know uh madison square park which is not a huge important park in the culture of new york is huge in that game whereas like union square is tiny is a tiny baby park in that game and like that stuff doesn't make sense but the general layout is right and it's very good at evoking that feeling of like quickly passing by a place i'm like oh yeah i know this oh i used to work here oh this is where such and such right and also weirdly madison square park does hold a lot of I have a lot of fondness for that park because it's right near the CBS interactive office is so when I was at Giant Bomb, I went to that park every day. Um but the so, so seeing the city in 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 the winter, like I said last week, like genuinely fucked me up all the way through. I think there's some really touching stuff building on the sense of New York. Um I I, I think Gita is totally right around the stuff about Harlem not being in real life the thing it wants they want they want it to be in the game in terms of like socioeconomic status and gentrification and stuff it's not it's not the place that that shit is happening right now but i do still think that it's a good stand in to tell that story it's still a story about gentrification and about big tech i still think the villain simon krieger is like an absolute incredible piece of shit like Elon Musk bastard, and I love that they basically just made evil Tony Stark as their villain for this game. And he doesn't even have that much um, like time spent. Like, no, fleshing. Out. There's like just enough for you to be yep. like that. There's motherfucker. no. Yeah, they never need to. They never give him. There's no like, oh, here's like, why he yes, did it. His 100%. daughter died. And right. no. so then he, you know. <clears throat> He's just uh, a shitty capitalist. They don't try yeah. to like redeem him even lightly. They don't try to give no. him. The, they spend that time uh, somewhere else, which makes a lot more sense. Um, and, and yeah, I think Miles' relationship with people is good throughout that whole game. I think it's, there's a lot of really strong performances. Um, and, and it takes, it, it's I, um, especially, relative, you know, I love the MCU, but um, it had like the MCU is like real trouble with emotional stakes. Yes. It is always so obsessed with the next story mm-hmm. and there, there's always just a feeling of, Oh, well, uh, whatever's happening, like it'll all kind of neatly tidy itself up by the end. Um, and one of the things I really liked about the original, uh, inside me, Spider-Man was that like, it took some really, you know, I feel like a lot of people are playing that for the first time. So I don't want to immediately say yeah, like some of the things that happened yes. at the end, yes. but it, it makes some really surprising story, uh, telling choices that I, 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 had a lot of respect for and it had a lot of emotional resonance and i would say miles um like 
even though that game blew up and you could see a world where they're like, all right, shit, we got to be a little more conservative with how we're going to play with the characters because we're probably going to make like six of these games in the, mm-hmm. in the, in the next 10 years. Um, they 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 still really go for it um, in, in ways that I, I think landed really well and yeah. I found to be – uh, I found myself far more emotionally taken. Like the final, the final boss battle in particular. It's so good. It's, it's the first. I, I, it's I was incredible. like on the edge of my me seat. Me too. Like it, you know what it made me feel. And like it wasn't the hard. I was, I no. was beating it easily, but, but I was just matter. like, I was just like charged in the same way that his venom like power yeah, yeah. charged him. Like I was, I felt electric. Do you know in those, that fight? Remember in in like the PS2 era where you would see a God of War like uh 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 you know quick time event and be like damn mm-hmm. I wish this was what the game was. This yes. is the first time a boss fight has felt like, and I know like people are like, well, what about Shadow of the Colossus? But, but there is a the the sense of of kind of kinetic energy that is in quick time events in but, action but it's, games. But it's also two small scale characters. It's not totally. using like yeah, yeah. scale I'm not, I'm in the not, way of Shadow of the Colossus yes. or God. But, but, I mean, but you know what I mean? Right? It, makes it, more, it also makes of, it more impressive. Yes, because that, it is that sense too, of of like th- I'm doing something that would previously have been confined to cutscenes. The yes. way that this action, or quick time events, or which the original events. Spider-Man had way too many way of. Too many. In this and game, I don't think it has any. Doesn't have it. Or it has, yeah. Maybe has a couple. It has them during like the car chase things where you're like dodging sure. and then whatever. Right. Anyway, um, um, the 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 way that you're destroying an environment in that fight, the way that you're like just you know moving in and out of 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 the the like fist fight range basically it's just like it's stunning it's so 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 well done for for one of these like it it nails it um and and that's and i also just think again the the pacing in this game is really good in terms of it unlocks just enough side content uh every couple of hours for you to go fuck around and go go get all these boxes go get all these uh collectibles go get all these whatever um, it's just and on your way to the next exactly story beat i'm never like oh i'll do these three or four things on my way there uh i'll, clear, I'll, and I'll rarely them. use the fast travel right totally. um which we'll talk we should talk about we should come back from we'll do that we'll, yeah, we'll do that, that yeah, stuff. yeah um the 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 uh the last thing i want to say is just like I've been thinking a lot about what makes me respond to this game better than the Peter Parker game. I think part of it is tonally. Also, in my mind, I've started calling that first one Peter Parker and this one Miles Morales, <laughs> which is just funny. Um, but I think that tonally, Miles is such an interesting character. I think this was true for Spider-Verse. It's true for the comics. Because it gets you all the way up to the the meta line where you, where you can talk – you can have a piece of Spider-Man media talking about Spider-Man as a media object. There's a sequence in this game – there's a number of sequences in this game where, where Peter Parker has left behind kind of hollow training devices. Um, and if you do all of them, you get a special final one. And in that one, Pete is narrating – without giving too much away – is kind of pretending to be a villain that you fight. To try to give you some training. And that – one, it allows Pete to bounce off Miles in a really funny way. Um, but two, it allows the the whole game is able to talk about Spider-Man tropes and cliches and things that are built into the character and built into the history of the comic from the perspective of someone who is outside of it but still inside of it. It's like this really interesting double move because it it allows you to have the perspective of someone being like, this is ridiculous. Like, why are you always fighting weird old man animals? What is up with you, Pete? Uh, but at the same time, you're of someone who can come, become invested in that story in a way that, that is more than what you can get invested in as an outsider because he's right there next to him. And that that like feels very 2020 in a way that feels – like the only way to do one of these it, it, without it feeling overly sincere or tired, which ended up being part of my stuff with that original Spider-Man game is like, you know, 
I know who Dr. Octopus is. I know where this is going. And I think that it was, I think that they did what they were doing well. I know who Norman Osborne is, right? right. It's not going to be a surprise when Norman Osborne turns out to be a fucking shit heel. And I know that they were going for the thing of like, hey, we're not trying to tell a surprising story. We're trying to tell an emotionally resonant story. You know these pieces, but we can put them together in an interesting way. I know that's comics generally, but the 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 kind of slight distance that Miles gives you, I think ends up breathing a lot of life into a lot of these places. And also, he has his own supporting cast, and his supporting cast kicks ass. Like, all the stuff with his mom is great. All the stuff with Genki is, is really strong. Um, I just, yeah, I, I think that they did they did justice by it. Again, uh, you know, for disclosure's sake, Evan and I have worked on a comic before. Evan co-wrote this game. Uh, Evan Narciss. Um, so so obviously I'm I'm biased because I went in to be like, what's my friend doing here? What did my friend make? But I I would have also I am the friend who would have been like, yo, you missed the mark on this one. Sorry. Um, and so he he didn't, and that team did a great job, and and I'm very happy with 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 it. And frankly, the fact that I finished it alone it says something because I thought it would be shorter than it is, uh, and it very much got me in one of those late night like, uh, is this ten minutes left or is this? Two hours left. You know what? I don't care. I'll give it the two hours. Um, and it was end up being more like three. But you could have checked. I could have checked. I could have checked. We'll take a break. And we'll come back and we'll talk about the fact that I could have checked and failed to uh, after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How do I get magic? You there have to guy. buy it from. Yeah, there. Are, well, there are two magic vendors. There uh, are. Well, three, I guess. Um, there. So there are two people in the Nexus. Um, you can buy magic from. One of them won't talk to you, depending on your class. It's how um, much. It's how much magic you have, I believe. In your is it? The, the stat, yeah, I believe. It's, I thought that it's, was that freak is the one who I had to bump my magic up to ten to get him to talk to me. No, but even that first guy. Well, oh, he will, even though he's yeah, like you're yeah, a heretic. Yeah. But if you get your magic, up oh, enough, oh like, no, the heretic guy is faith. Okay, the her the heretic guy with like the the guy with the band with the. I the guy I, I haven't talked to the guy next to Freak in a while, but he would yeah. he was just like I I have no time for people like you. But maybe uh, that was maybe that's I, related to my magic. I believe that that level. guy is yeah. I believe that's the, that guy is also low magic score. Oh, if you go okay. talk to him, he'll probably talk to you now. Um, um, how does it anyway. fire? Do you equip it like it's a bow or yeah yeah? It's yes. like it's in the yes. it's like up on the D pad in that section is where you manage your your magic. It's a, it's, it's it's kind of funny because it's kind of janky in a way that's like. You don't see, and you would expect you would expect today a more complex magic system. But here, yeah, you just hit you you equip it like it's a like it's a bow, and then you hit R one <laughs> to fire it with when you have a catalyst in your hand or a, a wand, whatever. Yeah, like call. a ta- like there, yeah. There's two types of magic casting. It's either you have like a little pendant, and then there's also like a you know a regular wand, and so you have to mm-hmm. equip those specific to what that spell is. Like the pendant is for 
dealing spells and curing poison and then attack spells tend to be the the wand the wand Um, but it's like it it is actually like it's funny like my character i like re-rolled being like i'm not gonna be a royal and now i'm just like unlocking things that like let me like spec slightly in the direction of a royal and i'm just like i bought i bought i bought i I am like i bought a soul arrow but i'm not putting much magic into it it's just nice to be able to like shoot stuff sometimes to shoot stuff and i hate i hate using all of the bow and arrow stuff like it's just not fun to use any of that stuff it's a real piece of shit latria specifically has a bunch of shit that is like hanging that you want to shoot down I need to also. I need to run back through with a, a bow and arrow to go get all that. You stuff. know what I use I, I didn't that have stuff? One. I use throwing knives and then like the poison knives that you get, just manually trying to line. Oh, you can up manually throw angle. throw them. Yeah, you can oh. aim it up and just and like <laughs> try to dial it in. And I did it. I got everything that in that me. level. So listen, <laughs> fair, fair. I'm sitting there plinking the fucking Cthulhu's with um. Oh fuck my my bow and arrow just because like. It pulls it pulls them nicely at least, so I can be like, yeah, follow, follow me around this corner, and uh, <laughs> I will just fuck you up before you can fire off your attack. They yeah. um they don't if I they don't respond to sound, so as long as they're going and like they're turn around backwards, like if they're walking away from you, you can't just Go like backstab get up do 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 is and that always triggers their area of effect like spell that's like so like all of you just hit them like two or three times. Then you can run away, and enemies don't follow you particularly far. Oh, I had them two or three times. They're done. Nice. Okay. Okay. Depends on the upgrades of the falchion and the stats I've got. Like, I just need to get like three attacks on these dudes. When you get go, go get the crescent. Like, go change your life. (laughs) Where is it again? Four one. Four one. That means nothing. Swamps. Uh, uh from left from Storms. left to left to right on those stones. It's Hold the on it's second. the fourth one from the left. Well, you're good. I'm fighting a gargoyle. So nice. Some some like enemies will fucking you know how you fire. know an enemy's dangerous when that fucker will chase you longer than you expect. Oh, did you find that red eyes? <laughs> is that what that is? That, yes, yeah. it's the red got eye, red the on red its eyes face. Don't give up. I did, not, I did I did not. There's I, a trick. I backed up out of like I went back across that tiny little like yeah, uh, yeah. bridge, and then I went up yeah. to the bridge that goes across in front of that fog door. Went all the way across before I had lost it, I think. Um, but it was going for a while. I expected it to stop at once I got inside the that first door. I going back. still, I was like, <laughs> man, I thought I was so smart. I waited around the corner for him. It was like he's gonna run through into this room and I'm gonna get him. Yeah. I'm going to get the red eyes. He's going to run through the door. I'll be like, surprise, no. motherfucker. And like, I went, like, hit him as hard as I could. It went like, plink. And then I didn't even try. Just, I didn't even try. Yeah. There's this thing about, there's this fucking thing about the the range at which an enemy notices you also sometimes belies how fucking yeah. strong they are. And yeah. that motherfucker spotted me from way too far. I was like, nope, I'm out. I'm gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I cannot fuck They'll with fuck this you guy. Up. They're, they're very hard. Yeah, there is a yeah. trick. You could cheese him. There's a, there's, mm. there's a way to cheese that motherfucker uh, because he follows you indefinitely and there are places he shouldn't go to. So ah, that's interesting. You can, oh. you can win that fight in a very hmm. cheesy way. Anyway, hmm. um, uh, it, is, it is less clever than you think it is. Okay. Uh, oh, right, gonna, <laughs> I also had a key realization playing this. Yes. Uh-huh. Now, it's, I know it's a different game. Chat. Everybody yeah, we're back. Like, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. But something has occurred to me. 
I think one reason Demon Souls might have been so hard is my TV was way less good. Oh, oh fair. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. No, no, like listen. The like so you know those tall um those those towers with the open staircases in mm-hmm. Boletarian Palace and like yes. the, the flame swords around them. Uh-huh. When I played that on PS3, it was like just glimmering flames in the darkness were like moving around like a void. That is how that entire sequence appeared to me. And so like fighting those dudes was just a nightmare because it was like a glowing flaming sword would just appear out of the darkness and like fuck you up. And like now it just all reads way, way better um, because I, I, I suspect uh, my setup is a little better. And I also, also think that it's this a game is lighter. Game. This game it is a hundred, a hundred percent like the the. Uh, the prison, the the Latrian, the Tower of Latria, is just brighter than it used to be. Yeah, I love um, it, and love in it. a way that's <laughs> it's cool. It's a very cool place. Um, and, and well, you know how I love choral music. I I do know this. Um, and the fact that it's have you have you realized it's diegetic yet? Have you seen where it comes yeah. from? Yet? Dude, I went okay. to a cell and the music yeah, yeah, died yeah. off. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> it's very cool. It's very cool. Good game. Good game, IMO. Um, all right, I'm gonna stop playing it, and so we can do the rest of this podcast. We're just back. I just, I think somewhere in there we came back. I I'll think figure, I'll figure something out. Sure. Yeah. Are we getting into more, Patrick destroying video games? Yeah, we're gonna talk about Pat- <laughs> how Patrick, dis- Patrick Klepek, destroyed video games. The efficiency expert, Patrick Klepek. Yeah, that's me. That's um, you. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote a piece uh, that went up on on Friday. Uh, where the hey, look, man, when you write a piece on a Friday, mm-hmm. it's going up in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. You're like, man. You know, this most of the time, this is just, I just filled a content hole. Like, good for me. Like, my editor is happy. Something went up on the website, but you're kind of just pitching it into the void. Um, and I tweeted it out, and it blew up in a in, in a way that I, I did not expect. It's a, The title of it is, a PS5's activity system makes playing open world games brutally efficient. Um, the, the long and short of it is that uh, I played through, I beat Miles Morales, um, and that was a game in which my style of play was uh it sounds a lot like you Austin. the, the way that they set it up was like I, I would see the next story beat mm-hmm. i would tag that and then i would look at like what are the collectibles i can do along the way and then like every you know 45 seconds i'm pulling up the map to see where can i set uh i wish you could set up multiple waypoints i really wish you could do like let me tag the collectibles so i can see those in front of me yeah along the way um i hope they do that in the sequel um but you know i kind of bring it up and i'd say oh there's a there's a chest over here um that's a tiny little puzzle that i can do along the way and so you would end up doing a handful of that stuff uh and then i beat the game and i was like i want to i want to stick around here there's a couple side quests that open up at the end i wanted to do the uncle aaron uh, collectible bit um, at the end. So the things I still wanted to do. And also I just liked, I like swing, genuinely swinging is just so satisfying in Miles Morales that um, I just wanted a reason to kind of uh, uh, stick around uh, here. But mm-hmm. because I'd cleaned up a, like a lot of the game, there would be cases where it's like, well, there's not much on this map for me to go. It's just like, I'm on this side of the map and that collectible is on that side of the map. And I don't, <laughs> I like the swing. You like I don't swinging, that, but not that much. Yeah, but not for like yeah. three and a half minutes. Especially straight. once you're um, done the once you're done like any of the podcasty things in game. Or podcasty things. I've already done. I've, I've already done all the trick. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, as yeah. things that you can build up by doing those over and over. Um, and 
So uh, you can, you know, there's a couple things you can, you can't uh, directly warp to an area, but you can, uh, there are like subway uh, spots mm-hmm. that you can go to and that'll take you uh, close, like in the vicinity. There's like enough of them, you'll be like within spitting distance. But um, the PS5 has these uh, activity cards that if you hit the PlayStation button once, it brings up um, your trophy progress. And it also, um, depending on the game, because this is implemented on a per game basis, um, it can let you do different things. You can kind of warp to different parts of the game based on what the developers have programmed. In Demon's Souls, for example, you can uh, jump between worlds that way. Like if you've been to an area, the game will sort of mark like, oh, you were here and you haven't finished up here. Would you like to go back to, you know, world 2-1? And you can just do that instead of going to the, like, actual level select screen at an, at an archstone. Um, and in uh, Miles Morales, uh, you can, like, it's like, hey, uh, hey, Patrick, actually, you didn't finish up that last stealth challenge. Like, do you just want to go to it? And it doesn't, like, warp you there, like, put you around the corner from it, and you still <clears> got to <throat> climb up the building. It's like, no, you, you you select that, it warps you to it, and the stealth challenge has started. Like, the dialogue with Peter huh. Parker has kicked in. Um, or if there's a side quest that you need to, to start, um, when you select that, it, uh, it doesn't... Um, again, like take you near it, it like literally puts you in front of the character with the button prompt ready to go. Like triangle is like, just hit that triangle and off you go. And you can you can start doing this uh, side quest. And so I wrote this piece kind of explaining how uh, I think Miles Morales is, is a pretty uh, well-balanced, efficient game, even by open world standards, but it still has fluff. Like it, it has fluff because yeah. all of these games have fluff. And there are times where, I'm okay with fluff. Like I'm, I'm all right with it. Maybe I'd be happier if it was better fluff, but I'm okay. Just kind of doing a thing in this world, putting out a podcast and just going at it. And so I found the, the, the activity bars to be very useful for that because it was basically turned it into a checklist. Like it it became a menu. I got open up a debug menu for the game. It was just like, I'm going to click this and then I'm going to go straight to it. I'm going to accomplish that task. I'm going to pull up the next one. And I'm going to go do the next one. And I'm skipping the open world part of it. And part of the, the the like, kind of enormous response I got was this idea of, um, I mean, there's a lot of things. Like, it was, is this just sort of, like, stripping naked how bullshit, like, the ubisoft vacation of video games over the last decade has become, where truly these games are a checklist and the open world of it is, a, like, a bullshit facade, I don't know that I disagree with that. Um, and may that may be part of um, the attraction of the activity stuff. Um, a lot of people were like, well, what's the point of why, you know, you're missing the immersive experience part of playing a game like this by skipping all that stuff. And it's like, well, I did that for 15 hours. Like, I'm good. Like, I got that immersive part. I just want to kind of clean up some of the the activities. And so it, it was it was interesting because, I, again, it's on a developer by developer basis, how this stuff is going to be implemented. It's not nearly as granular in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, for for example. Um, but um, yeah, I was just which I is interesting super- because that's a same that's the same sort of game, generally yeah. speaking. Yeah, yeah. Right, like there uh-huh. are side events, there are things you could do. There are ways in which you could imagine. All right, jump me to the nearest raid. Jump me to the next whatever. Though right. also, there's so much more content in Valhalla that so I wonder if that's not I possible. A, I played yeah, a lot Rob. of Valhalla this weekend, and I think what's interesting is. This approach in like Spider-Man is, I think, getting at the look, the Ubisoftification is kind of bullshit. Just cut uh-huh. to look, you're here to complete this this chain of quests. Just go here. You don't want to fucking find it. Just go get it. Um 
what's interesting is Valhalla is trying so hard to make the world feel like, hey, these things can just happen. Like, by default, that is obscuring what is out there right. in the world and what sort of tasks you're going to get into. And it's trying to make it so that – because I think this is the real problem with the direction open world games have become. Uh, and we, talk, we talked about this before. Like, you create this huge expanse of open world. But it just becomes empty space separating the actual parts of the game that you're playing. And you just transit these like often beautiful but kind of meaningless spaces to, right. to get to the thing where the where the stuff actually happens. And so like it's interesting that on the one hand, you've got Sony and Spider-Man being like, look, you want to just like run through all the, the shit content we got in this game, that stuff we just threw in there so you can do it. And like, there'll be fun little like, Hey, you're, you're Spider-Man and just get all that, get all that and, stuff. And, out you, of and the you way. absolutely can, right? Like when you, if you played this game from the start, um, as opposed to me where I like, I'm going to do this stuff on cleanup, you can't skip to story missions. Like you could just play this wow. game. Like it is, uh, like an oh, old two, a two Super Nintendo game where it's like, do you want to just skip to that story mission? Like, boom, you're in it. Like, once you finish that story mission, do you want to just pull up the activities menu, go to the next story mission? Boom, you can. And I think that's, like, that's the reaction. Like, I don't think, a lot of people, uh, I looked at the traffic on the mm-hmm. story relative to the traffic on my social media. Yeah, and it seemed very indicative. People were responding more to my prompt than they yes. were to, like, explaining how I engaged with it. But, um... Because I think people, the the sort of heated reaction was more along the ugh that you just did of uh-huh. like, <laughs> oh, they built this big space where like a lot of the game is like dynamic movement and like swinging through like a beautiful, intricate city that's been laid out in very specific ways yeah. for you to engage with it. And it's like, oh, like, would you just like to consume the next story beat? Like just hit X on the menu and it feels like cheating or you're sidestepping uh, part of the experience. And like, I think that's what ended up um, engineering a lot of the like reaction I saw from folks was uh, so folks wanting to do that relative to engaging with the game on quote unquote its own terms. I have two beefs. One of them I'm 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 paraphrasing Dante Douglas, a uh, friend of the site, uh, and and one of his beefs, the one that I think I I'm I share is I think it looks bad. I think it looks fine in in Miles because it looks like Miles, but it looks like shit if I was going to use it in Dark Souls. It's it's the PS5 like crossbar stuff is aesthetically like only the PS5 crossbar stuff and presumably like kind of first party Sony presentation and it it immediately aesthetically like doesn't fit anything else. So that's like a low key one, but I think it's true. If this was built into the AC Valhalla stuff, I think that that like suddenly becomes it more survivable. Demon Souls look right? like a video rental store. 100%. A hundred percent, it changes the entire thing. Because well, you hit oh, the button, Demon Souls is here. Yeah, oh, exactly. I can go to the. I can find the Tower Knight. It looks like the fucking UI in a hotel room. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> well, you want, you, could we get some Tower Knight uh, up here? Could we? Is the kitchen still open? Look, I don't want my uh, this. I don't want this on my credit card. Yeah, can though. you just like, put can this? Use, can you? Yeah, can I put this on a separate bill? Actually, we just charge this right now my company is um, weird like it, <laughs> i can't we use concur you guys have concur yes, i just know i works. can't i can't put tower now it'll be like eight emails <laughs> getting this sort, sorted out uh, so that's one the more important one for me is I, I, this this 
a friend a friend of mine on on Twitter, uh, Nick Horowitz, was like, "I think this is great because it removes a lot of friction from from games." And I'm someone with limited schedule, and I 100% get that for for my friend Nick. Or like, I, I don't have kids, so this, the use case for this is much different for me than someone well, who and has I, and kids I, and, and, I, and, and 20 minutes it, to do something. Well, and that's what I mean. I and I'll, and I'll let you finish your point, but like to, yeah. just to put additional context, like part of what I put in the story too was that. Um, when you're pulling up those activities, it is giving you that time marker as well, right? So it's saying, like when you said, like, I don't care how much, how long it's going to take me to finish Miles Morales. And I was like, well, I'm often thinking that because it's like 11 o'clock. And it's like, well, I have to be in bed by midnight. That's my like, that's what I put myself to bed by. And when it says like, oh, this mission is going to take 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, all right, I can play the game for another 30 minutes. Whereas if it said, hey, this is going to take an hour plus. I was like, all right, well, I'll probably do this tomorrow. Like I'll just go to bed early and not worry about it. Right. And so like that was part of the the joy of like that jumping around is like, oh, all right, well, my daughter's sleeping for probably the next 45 minutes. I was like, I can I can bank a couple of these challenges that I haven't done and just jump between them because it all says about 10 minutes. I was like, I can do three of them. Anyway, that's right. just to set up. So I think that, that that vision of games is under I think that this whole process gets us to, and probably the reason we're so heated about this is that this gets us to an unresolved like internal conflict about what we think games are and where they fit into our lives. Um, because the idea of doing this for movies seems absurd. Uh, imagine watching a movie with all the dead air cut out, right? I just want dialogue all the time, baby. I don't want longing shots. I don't want people looking at each other across the table and and trying to like figure out what they're thinking about each other right now. Dr. Zhivago want- in just 25 <laughs> in 20- minutes. Exactly, right. Exactly that. Get rid of any sort of establishing shots. Get them out. Because that's what – Okay, so the end of my Breath of the Wild, the friction is good. That is that is where I'm going with this. The end of my Breath of the Wild review ends on me saying the capper to this thing that I'm like, I love this game, blah, blah, blah. The thing that I think sums that up the most, I say in my review is, you can never fast travel to a town in that game. You can never fast travel to your destination. You can fast travel to a shrine you've been to before, but then from there, you have to see, you have to travel the distance from there to your destination. It's like the subways in Miles Morales. And and because of that, you have this sense of momentum, of distance, of travel all the time. If I could teleport right to my house in in Hateno Village, then I would just be in my house. But you have to travel outside of Hateno Village. You have to walk through the gates again or walk through the front, the front pathway. You have to do that everywhere you go in that game and that communicates something that is the establishing shot that is the verb of the establishing shot for the game developer it lets them set up your view of a place before you come into it and for me that that part of the way i think about games is important and i wouldn't want to lose that even if it meant shave even if it meant i could sneak in one extra side activity into the one hour i have a day to play a certain That's, thing. But, but that game justifies like totally. the stories that will occur on your way to that. Like that is part of the. the but it's like, not about stories. It's not. I'm not talking about. That is not what this is with Zelda. It literally is just you're looking at basically a framed picture because you're coming into a shrine and then walking to the stable. The stable is like right across the field, 50 feet from you. Sure. But that that is an important thing and a decision that they made about what, where and what you could fast travel to. And the, the reason for that is they found value in the friction. They found value in there's 50 steps to take there. And I, I am someone who, if we're thinking about games in the same conversation that we're thinking about film and books and other f- forms of art – that friction is valuable and and kind of cutting it away 
is a risk is risky or changes them. It moves them to me to, to be something more consumable, less long lasting, and that's fine. Like I, I think again, this is why I think it, this gets to a conversation about yeah. or or a, a, um, I, see, I, I an think unresolved Miles relationship. No, Miles has no friction in that. Like that swinging for three and a half minutes. Yeah, I'm just but swinging that, for three and a I half do think, minutes. But that's friction. You being like, ugh, I'm swinging for three and a half minutes. I just want to get to the place. But I don't friction. learn anything you about the city. I, I, I mean, just like totally, in that three and a half minutes, the, I think the game needs, like what I'd like to see mm-hmm. is, I, I think the, the moment that I'm less interested in doing that, I mean, yes, partially it is like the weight of like parenting and time efficiency and COVID. Like there's all sorts of things that like exasperate an existing uh, uh, sort of like uh, analysis of like the time in the game and how you're spending it. It is also the case where it's like at a certain point, it's like, well, game, you stop justifying why I should. The friction isn't like I play Demon Souls. Like it's, it's not as though right. I'm like I, right, right, right. I am, I am opposed to a game like pushing back. Well, you're I play always hard game. on like ten. Yeah, I play hard yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. Like that's my th- thing. Like that is part of my brand. Is like I like to play hard things and have a punch me in the face. And this, at a certain point, was just like I'm just not. It's not that I'm not enjoying it. There's just nothing here. I am not. I am not. There's no value in right. even this. The time spent going from one place to another. Like there's something that I'm learning and about to me, the city. That's a failure of the game at that point. Right? Yes. And, and, failure, and I think that's, I think that's my point. That's this, my point. And at that point, it's an indictment of the style of game in which what we've decided, this yes. is the way that content should be presented to us. And the fact that what we've landed on or what Sony's landed on is a system wide feature to organize your messy table into categories that you can quickly jump between, I think is, is as big of an indictment of the contemporary, open world action game yeah. structure it's, as anything you can see. To use that to use that metaphor that we were using before about film, it's like the game the open world structure of the game is all the raw footage you ever needed and like you're putting in the cuts <laughs> with this fucking uh you know fast travel not fast well yeah it's basically yeah, it is a fast travel, travel system. Fa- yeah, yeah, yeah with this uh shortcut system. Or the platform holder is now like we need to build skip list functionality into right. games because There's of the way too games many episodes are made now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, no, I, like I think we are roughly all on the, the same page with this because I think for me, I love I do love that friction. Like uh I am somebody who almost never fast traveled in The Witcher because there was so much stuff that you might just stumble into uh going back through an area. There's always there's so many minor quests, so many like odd vignettes you'd encounter that like I was always feeling rewarded for, oh, I'm going to ride. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the long way again. Oh, there's a little, there's a monster hunt over there. I'll go do it. Um, I also think back to like Far Cry 2, um, a game that did frustrate me yeah. in, in some ways, but this I could never just thing. take for granted that I was going to get from point A to point B without some shit happening. Like yep. could never, I was always like, okay, uh, I got a long drive ahead of me. I better stop and stock up on ammo and fresh gear. Uh, if I'm going to make this ride, because chances are I'm gonna have like a couple gunfights on the way, and I got to be able to like tough those out. And then those things could take you in weird directions where the, you'd end up in a part of the world where like, oh, I'm having a gunfight in the sand dunes now. Didn't right. expect that was going to be a thing, but now here I am. Good thing I have the sniper rifle with me, uh, because I can see forever. But so many games don't, by design, don't throw anything interesting at you. On the point, on the path from point A to point B, or they throw something at you that by design you can just walk away from and evade, like trivially easy, like nothing yeah. will pursue. You'll just exit the radius. And so I, I do like, I like the feature in that it solves a problem that's become really commonplace, but it also highlights kind of an absurd problem that's become commonplace, which is 
we have these massive open world games and increasingly we're like, you know, it'd be cool as if this was kind of linear and I could get to the, the stories and missions. <laughs> the, if your game can be reduced down to a cursor and a list of content that you can jump between, it might have already at your open world game specifically, it might have already been the case that what you were presenting was a list of things and the player character was the cursor, Right. Um, Miles is maybe already a cursor who's moving around a list of things that is the map of Manhattan. Uh, and, and at that point, and I, I don't know, I don't know that that's true because I actually really do love swinging around in that game. Uh, and that's not, that's not a friction in the negative sense. It's a, it's a positive like frisson that like the jumping, the, the swinging, the running on stuff. I was always enjoying that, but in a game, uh, that I think has a lot of bloat, let's say, in which you're moving around and trying to clean up, like, a, like again, especially a later Far Cry game where you're just like, there's a billion fucking things to, to go do. That already felt like a checklist. We called them checklists, you know, and, and so to, and lots of players love checklists. totally like that stuff. Well, is, this is, is why is, I say is, is, is bloat and also. One of my best friends, like right. he, he he's played Red Dead Redemption three times. Right. He 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 played it. He bought it on a different how. platform <laughs> just to be like, a there's guy. a new checklist, and I'm gonna play it with a different controller. Right. Like, right. and does like the hunting channel. Like, there are people. Those people who, exist. Well, this is why I'm saying. This is why I said at the very beginning. Not my position is fuck this. Right. It's I think that this gets to uh, a, a an unresolved conflict in the way that we culturally think and talk about games, which is. Right. Are they things for us to spend our time with, to like to whittle away? Are they a pastime or are they an art form? And those things aren't necessarily in conflict necessarily. And a game they can aren't, be both to, they, do, exactly. to do different people, yes, which exactly. I think they, is like a lot of what's happening here. The market requires them to be both. The market yeah. wants them both to be, listen, we want to get the money from anyone who wants to put 100 hours into this thing. And also we want to win awards and and position ourselves for cultural prestige and be referenced by famous people about as a thing that they do and that they, oh, wow, I actually like really like the story in this. Like uh, the games are trying to be that really big tent for experiences right now because that's they're We talk about games as if they're super, 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 super popular and they're very popular. Uh, but I think the money that they make uh, but actually hides, obfuscates how close they are to still being kind of irrelevant in cultural discourse with a few exceptions of breakthrough stuff and and also obfuscates how close the industry is at all times to falling apart because a few bad quarters could fuck up uh, most you know major publishers still um and and I think that like the fact that they're trying to appeal to as many people as possible puts you in that place that's really tough where where you go like Yes, we want to appeal to people who are going to say that the story is really well written and really well acted, and also we want to appeal to Patrick's friend who wants to play through Red Dead Redemption he, three he, times. When he gets a new, every new Assassin's Creed comes out, he doesn't touch the story until he's done all of the side objectives in the game, ha, has completely cleaned the map up, has played a hundred hours of this video game, right? And then starts the story. Right. And I, he's doing puzzles. Like, he's making, he's doing like, he's, it's, it's like doing puzzles or doing like literal, you Rob, know. Rob is shaking his head. It, 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 it blows me away That's every time is. he describes it to me too. And then in response to writing the story, multiple people like talked about different versions of like, that's how they play these types of games or different, I would call eccentric, like, but uh, seems to be more common. It, and just also, I think illustrates like the big tent, like philosophy these games are designed under. And then a feature like this then exists to like highlight that like big tent, like design structure that may, you know, infuriate a lot of people who are, especially engaging on Twitter are going to be like games are art. Like I want to experience we are like such you know? a small 
But our, our, our we are outliers. We are relative. Out- I have to this, I say this. This feature will be used by like if, I bet it's, like Sony's internal metrics will be like this is such an enormous hit. We are going to we are going to re- push third yes. parties to really embrace this because people fucking love being able to jump around the map more easily than even engaging in the map itself. While there'll be like a thousand takes written that are like this is destroying games. Totally. <laughs> like <laughs> I I I think a lot of times people think that. I think specifically, maybe we think more generally, you know, on the podcast, that we have the right take or that we think the world thinks like us. I think that could not be further from the fucking truth. I, I think that in general, the sorts of people who listen to Waypoint Radio and who are to the, you know, who, who are in line with us or even more radical than us in their in their appreciation of games and the way they think about games as art and, and what their standards are, we are we are like a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the people who, yeah. who buy games in this world. Um, it's, 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 it can be frustrating because it's like, why don't more people think like me about this stuff? Uh, but the honest truth is that like it's what Patrick said. I think most people engage with games as toys, as as things that like to whittle the time away. Which I think is a living under capitalism is a fucking perfectly fine way to spend your fucking night. I don't expect everyone to come into uh into go into every movie trying to pick it apart. I don't expect everyone to read every book trying to pick it apart or to have the sorts of relationships uh that we have with games with with the rest of of pop culture. I think that's an expected thing. Um, but uh, which is why I try to bring this whole conversation back to. What do you expect from companies? What do you expect from developers? What do you expect uh, from 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 the kind of industry side of this? Because that's what gets us to a point at which a feature like this seems like it makes sense to them. It, it, it's it's the it's the support of that style of game design, that checklist game design from their side, and that's the that's the, the sort of thing that you have to hold accountable. If what you want is a change in the way games are made or the way that games are presented or what game design looks like, I, like I can't make fun of the individual who. Who has 45 minutes, you know, a night to play something and wants to cram everything in to that 45 minutes. We've been trained our whole lives to cram as much as we fucking can into 45 minutes. Rob, you, you have some. Thoughts. No, I mean, I, like, I think the the other thing that points to to me is like just a recognition of the changing structure of people's lives. Like to mm-hmm. me, that becomes mm-hmm. a less that like that aspect, the part where it's like it'll take this long is less about games and much more about just yeah. the way people now have to parcel out their time. And the fact that like for a lot of people now, you are the project manager for your own life. And I think that is a very alien thing. Um, to like, I think it was, it would be very alien to my parents, uh, for instance, to view leisure time that way. Um, but I can totally understand like the motivations behind it's the reason recipes always have, like, it'll take 45 minutes of prep and then four hours of cooking to get this done. Like everybody has an internal clock. They're counting down to see every time I find out a TV show is 30 minutes long. I go, hallelujah. I can watch two episodes (laughs) in a night. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, Ted Lasso. God, how is that? I hear it's, it's really good. good. It's yeah, good. It's, it's, uh, it's yeah. It's uh. It's yeah. It's a it's a feel good show. Yeah, so um, I've heard. It's if you buy an Apple device and you get you know that sh- uh, subscription for free, it's worth spending a couple hours watching. <laughs> cool. Um, PS Five supports Apple, right? Yeah, they've, they've got it's on everything. Uh, yeah. But is it, yeah. it's not on the remote though, so I don't know how to get it. It's not real. <laughs> wow. I just real quick, yeah. I just want to shit talk the PS5 UI and and interface. Feel free for a second. It uh, uh, the PS5 is the crashiest new console I've ever had. 
Um, it it locks up. It crashes. It's done throwing miles. It does it whenever I try to upload a gameplay video. I was trying to upload the video of me fighting the spider, the armored spider in I think it's called the armored spider during the break. Yeah, and it, it crashed every time I got to the, like the upload to YouTube button. Every single time, uh, all of my games get sync cloud issues with their with their saves. Every single one is like, oh yeah, we couldn't sync this. And like <laughs> I look at the two files, they're the same file. It has synced it. It's just confused. Um, <sighs> nonstop. Um, I get weird stutters and lockups where I think it's struggling to load something right. Uh, Souls does Souls does weird stutters. Yeah. Where it won't last very long, but like like I'll be doing a, the run in like uh, I've been trying to do uh, finish off Man Eater in 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 Latria. Yeah, and I'll load into the same area. Like I'm doing the same run path, and then like just like one every three times, it'll just go like yeah for like a half a it's second. not like it's bad frame rate that's the thing right it's not like oh the frame rate stutter for me that's not it it's like it's locking the screen it's strange it's a weird it's it feels bad it feels like a crash is coming um and i'm just like uh, I, I it's my hope is fr- firmware fixes it but just a heads up that like i feel also there's some usb front usb port isn't working yeah, for people some keep people. saying like don't use the front usb port use the back one no um, i, I mean this 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 console like you know I had heard the OS was coming in like re- there's a reason like they showed it really late and it wasn't because they were like we just want to show the OS like at the last possible second <laughs> as like a fun surprise it was like no like this shit was coming together really really fast really really late and I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a maybe they're just collect there hasn't been like small patches because they're waiting to do like a big mm-hmm. big drop also <laughs> we should, we should, we should, that watching this cyberpunk <clears throat> footage out there is uh, uh the wild. ps what the ps4 cyberpunk the ps4 footage? version so like, the ps4 version being played on a ps4 mm. pro right Isn't i think it's what, a pro like, the, the footage, footage that leaked ps4 pro correct uh i'm <clears throat> i am my my biggest curiosity with that game increasingly is i want to see <clears throat> it running on a ps4 a bl- or a launch xbox one yes pre-patched um, uh ps4 i, I mean no no i want to see that again yeah, a launch xbox one yes whatever the um, pre-patch. lowest pre-patch the uh, like a, a disc copy without a patch um my, my biggest my biggest uh uh you know um curiosity is will that game be as transphobic <laughs> as all of the marketing has been um just a nightmare nightmare well there's already i mean the whole game's out there like that game's yes. gonna have like no commentary playthroughs before, before any of us have code which, to play it <laughs> yeah, definitely 100 percent um uh actually really quick saying on checklists i did start it saying on checklists and breath of the wild i started uh, hey. age of calamity i started hyrule warriors age of calamity that's ah. the game about checklists and it rules uh <laughs> take it all back i love checklists i'm the checklist king um, the game in the world of breath in the wild love the checklist version of it but even that there i will say that even that i mean that game does literally also present a way to see stuff in a checklist format or see it in a more like um flavorful way which is that the the so the structure of this game so have either of you have any of you played dynasty warriors games before yeah long time ago okay so a lot of older Dynasty Warriors games are like you're in a campaign, you go from mission to mission to mission to mission, level one, level two, level three, level four. Sometimes there'd be side stuff that you could do. Uh, various variations on the Dynasty Warriors format change things up to like here's the Empire's mode where you're you're like running a kingdom. Uh, you know, here's a mode where you're just playing one character all the way through their career or whatever. Um, the way the Hyrule Warriors works is that it is telling it is telling the story of uh, the backstory to Breath of the Wild. It's, it takes place 100 years before Breath of the Wild. 
Um, and it is telling that story through huge open, you know, a Dynasty Warrior style fights. Um, but there are a bunch of different kinds of those. There are the big story ones that are that start with a, a new cutscene about the characters who you've met in Breath of the Wild and fill in some details. Um, and I should pause and note really quick that it's also probably true that this is more of an AU than a canonical backstory because time travel gets invoked immediately in a way that calls into question how much of what was there is exactly the thing that it is it, it was at the time. Um, there's like a R2D2 shows up um is the thing R2D2 is in this game uh except it's like a little guardian R2D2 but okay it makes all the same noise as R2D2 does <laughs> and it was like all the like the like all that stuff comes out of this little guardian robot it's like a little white ceramic guardian robot that follows Zelda around basically um anyway that all happens but you're still seeing the events of like going to get the divine beasts going to try to find the master sword you know zelda struggling with not having unlocked the power of the goddess that's in her or whatever right all of those those the things from the breath of the wild flashbacks um but on top of those main story missions there are also side missions that uh you can do that are just like hey learn how to use this character or you know uh you have five minutes to get through this this battlefield and all of this stuff gives you loot and that loot includes new weapons for your characters as you unlock more characters as you play uh, but also includes things like all of the the monster parts that you would get in breath of the wild um, you can cut down trees to get wood in this game while you're playing. Uh, you can find all the insects and bugs and fish and different missions have different built in rewards. And those are important because in between missions, on top of the fighting missions you have, you're given quests that you can fulfill by turning in certain materials, right? So you're like doing Monster Hunter style grinding for materials in this game. And the the thing that this game does that's a checklist is it presents all of that stuff on the map of of Hyrule from Breath of the Wild as little as little quest or as a little location dots all around the world. And each of those comes with like some quest text, right? So it could be something like, hey, this person in in um this in uh, what Laurel Laureland Village, is that what it's called down in the southeast? I think that's right. Laureland Village. Uh, really need some good fish to cook everybody a good meal. And if you turn that in, maybe one of your characters gets an extra heart, gets some extra life. Um, and it gives you some additional quest tech and text and flavor. And it's actually really clever because it means that there's a lot of like, there's a lot of fluff and flavor in this world, even though those quests aren't things that are loading in. You're not seeing any character designs. You know, um, uh, you're, you're, you're basically just unlocking either, you know, upgrades, extra attacks, new shops, um, stuff like that. But the fact that it's all on the map gives it a really clean presentation. You can also just like hit the L1 button and bring up a list of all the shops and all the quests just like to button through really quick. But I really love the map presentation. It really sells that this is all happening in Hyrule. Um, the, the other thing about that game is just, I think, I don't know where the story is going, but it is really selling that the Divine Beasts were obvious evils that everyone should have recognized from the gate as being something they should not have fucked with. I had a mission yes. yesterday that was like, all right, use Mifa, who you recall, Mifa is the the um, Zora guardian, uh, you know, a young girl, a young uh. princess of the Zoran tribe. Use her to kill 4,000 people in this giant mech, this giant elephant mech. Um, and those sequences give you control of those mechs, the divine beasts from that game, and they just have 
it just zooms out basically to where you're walking through canyons or flying over you're flying over the the Korok forest which is like a holy place in this world except you're in a big bird mech doing evangelion laser blasts across <laughs> like I'm telling you hundreds thousands and hundreds of bacoblins um, no wonder they want to fucking destroy Hyrule yeah um i think there will there will be some fun reads of this game as as the as people play through it because the king of hyrule is a piece of shit when he comes up for the first time and it shows his like you know yakuza style name title thing shows up it it calls him like the defier of prophecy and like dude don't defy prophecy this is what literally 80 percent i'm gonna do it though yeah i'm gonna do it though (laughs) this is this is what tragedies are Don't do it. Rip to the prophecy, but I'm different. But I'm different. different. Um, His name is King Rome. Like, it's got to go bad. You know what happened to Rome. Um, It's just, it's rough. And and I I think, like, some of the story beats are just, it's fun to be around these characters again. And I think that the, the, I think it's a great entry point for people who thought, hey, there are people who I respect who who like Dynasty Warriors games. Maybe I should try one one day. This is a pretty good one. All of the characters have very unique, like, personal combat styles. You know, the basics are the same. Uh, uh, whatever Y is weak attack, X is strong attack. Um, but then the right trigger is, like, some special thing. And so you're weaving combat together. You're weaving combos together with Y and X with light and heavy. But then depending on who you have and if you're Blink, what weapon you have equipped, there are entirely different kind of um, combat mechanics that change the way you fight. So for instance, uh, when you recruit um, uh, Urbosa, the guardian from the um, – b- 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 what are they called? Why am I blanking on the name of that culture? The Gerudo. Yeah, the Gerudo. She, as she fights, charges up electricity. Or she can hold down uh, the right trigger to just charge it up uh, and then cashes it in with her heavy attacks. After a heavy attack, she can keep hitting the heavy attack button. And what that does is summon huge lightning storms around her. Or it's different depending on which hit in the combo chain it is, right? It's like one of them is just a big AoE thing. Another one is like a laser blast but with lightning. Um, And that's completely different to um, someone like Zelda who you fight a Zelda and what she uses is she uses – directly all of the Sheikah slate powers you got in Breath of the Wild, like the stasis, the magnesis, the cryo, and the bombs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cryonis and bomb, bomb onus, bombs, remote bombs. I, I don't, um, yeah, I don't, does that have an onus name? No, it's just called bombs. <laughs> remote bombs. Bombology, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to Bombology 101. It's uh, <laughs> my new radio show. Uh, and she just uses those in combos, but when she – certain hits in her combos will leave out Cryonis things or toss a big bomb. And when she hits the right trigger, she detonates anything that's out in the world that she's placed. So she's setting up these big AoE chain attacks, which is really fun. Um, and my mm. favorite character is, of course, Link with a Claymore. Uh, you know, Obviously, you know mm. I have a lot of fondness for the Claymore in Breath of the Wild. Uh, and it's in here, and, and any two-handed weapon with him – he can do regular, like, just strong attacks, but he can also hit the right trigger to, like, use some of his life force to power the attack further. And then his heavy attack button, if it's hit by itself, is that he eats food to heal the temporary damage caused by his super heavy attacks. Uh, and it's so funny to see him cram his fucking face with food in the middle of a fight because that's <laughs> what you did in that game all the time. Uh, and his, in fact, his super attack is to just heal all that damage by going like, 
banana apple potion uh, and then taking a huge swing with the claymore and it's very good and, very and I, yeah, I'm having a good time with it. it it has its claws in me in that way that's just like let me just let me just clean up all these little quests. Let me just oh I, I need like three more you know fire uh, Lizalfos tails or whatever. Let me just go run that <laughs> mission again. That mission only takes two minutes. Let me just run that again and get the, the materials I need. And I can turn this in and get a heart piece for everybody or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's it's delivering for me. I I, I kind of That's- came into it. <clears throat> I had like a roller coaster experience of just like hype with that game where I was really high up for it. And then right before it came out, my hype completely plummeted. And I was like, I just don't think I'm in the right place. I'm not in the right mind state for it. I don't think this is going to be a good time. And then I booted up and I've had a great time. So it's nice. That sounds like how I feel with Destiny right now. Uh oh. Like wanting to play. No, no, no. I mean, the, oh, the, oh, oh. the bit, the bit before you mentioned your roller coaster of just like, Yes. continually wanting to be like, oh yeah, I can do, I can finish off this quest. Uh, oh shit, it's been four hours after I had already spent s- uh, 17 on the raid. <laughs> you did that uh, raid this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Deepstone Crypt. The Deepstone you, Crypt. You um, cool which stuff. Was, yeah, it was really cool. Um, I, I, uh, we ended up finishing 20 minutes after the 24 hour cutoff. So we didn't get that special emblem, but we still all now but have also, the... also, let's be clear. Huh. You probably were not going to beat that thing in 20. If you had, if you could have moved the clock back 20 minutes, that final run would not have happened because no, it's, they yeah. pull the, they like uncap it for power level, right? Yeah. So essentially for the it's first 24 hours. Still. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But. <laughs> no, it, it, well, it was the first run after contest mode. Yes. This is the, immediately after, but, um, Basically, raids are capped for the first 24 hours at a certain uh, power level, which means that all of the enemies, you know, will kill you faster and are harder to kill um, no matter how outleveled you are, basically. Uh, So we were all capped at 1230 uh, power level for the whole fight. And, you know, we got through the first three or four uh, encounters, essentially. Um, And the fourth one kicked our ass and then it got to be like, Three thirty, four in the morning. We're like, okay, we need to, we need to rest. We decided to come back in the morning and try it again. Um, and unfortunately, just uh, between uh, it was it was a combination of things too. Is like we we had to have multiple substitutes, so you would have to kind of reteach each time, and you you lose you lose time kind of gelling with new people and getting everyone into the right roles. Um, and then eventually, we just couldn't uh, finish it out. But with that group, I had that morning. Uh, immediately after they took we they, the cap like turned off that first it, the first run yeah we, we killed it like Incredible. once our damage was good it's just like oh we understood this encounter it was a hundred percent just like the power disparity when the the, the contest mode was on it was too much um yeah but- I love that Kato sounds like an NBA head coach like giving a <laughs> post playoffs exit interview yeah. about like what happened here like you know uh we had to run pretty deep rotations uh you know anytime you are bringing new people uh on board there yeah. it takes a while to to gel for your for your fire team to form 100%. an identity um and I, I think you did see there in garbage time uh you know what this team was truly capable of and uh i think you know if we can keep this roster together and maybe make some smart moves in the offseason 
uh, I think we'll we we will get that badge. Uh, the next, the next <laughs> Coach Cotto, uh, Coach Cotto, I, I saw that you you were yeah. uh, running uh, a heavy risk runner uh, strategy during E two. Yes, um, and E two is where you got caught up. And I understand, uh, you know, I think people understand risk runner makes a lot of sense to fall into that. Uh, but it just, uh, do you think that it actually held you back in the long run? Uh, I think if you look at the numbers, uh, everyone struggled with the E2. analytics. If you, you look, look at, at the, the yeah, analytics, if you, if you look at the analytics, uh, even the per, the world's first uh, finish, which they took a total, I believe, of seven hours to finish the raid. Uh, the longest time was spent in that specific encounter, actually. And everyone was running Risk Runner because it was uh, because of the power disparity. People were dying much easier to uh, these enemies, and Risk Runner helps mitigate that. But that also does mean that it is a shorter range weapon. Takes a lot longer to kill those uh, snipers that are kind of far away. So it slows down the entire encounter. It just it becomes a sort of endurance run that a lot of teams weren't prepared for. Um, but we, we made it out. We made it out in the end. You know, through perseverance, a couple of subs. Later, we uh, ended up making it through. I fucked up the joke because I should have been like, uh, it's Austin <laughs> from the EDZ Times. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, uh, anyone else? Yeah. I wanna, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was Maybe just going to say. Final, final Destiny say, thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I like really enjoyed um, the raid and uh, the raid design I thought was really cool. The encounters are really neat. There's a lot of... Uh, um, set pieces that we haven't seen in Destiny in a way since like maybe even the original campaign kind of like uh, a certain level of bombast that's like really fun mm-hmm. um, but it's still tied in narratively to the campaign and all of the things that are going on in like the live game in a way that I think has been the most cohesive it's been since like Forsaken and even Forsaken I feel like there was a bit of a remove from like main campaign to post campaign situation uh, and, and also, of course, uh, we were kind of expecting something like this to happen, but the, the game state has changed. Like there is a, there's new stuff to do in the, in the live game, in the current game. That is the result of what happens in the raid, which is really cool. It's always cool to see. And like, it's opened up and added a bunch of new areas, which is amazing. Like there's new things to explore. And a lot of those storylines are getting really, really interesting, um, this is part of the reason why I haven't written a full review yet because I knew this would happen and like that's where the good shit is and it turns right. out yes the good shit is back here. There's a lot of really cool stuff, especially if you if you played that first week and then kind of finished up the campaign. I would definitely say check back in. There's a lot okay. of new things to look at um, that are even like not even difficult like quest things, just like story stuff that you can explore and and find in the world now that are really really cool. Dealing with the exos, given that it's a deep stone crypt, and some some good Clovis Bray shit. Some cool, yeah, uh huh. It's okay. fucking, okay. it's real fun. It's real cool. Yeah, I saw I saw that cutscene after you beat the the raid. I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> yeah. What is that uh-huh. thing I'm looking at? Is that what I think it is? Uh, um, <laughs> mm, God. Yeah, it yeah. is. Uh-huh. I have a really good. I got a re- I got a really good segue into the next thing I want to talk about, but I can't use it because it's a spoiler. So I have to. We, I gotta. I gotta like. Yeah, hide it somehow. I'm just not going to hide it. Um, the the game. The last thing I want to shout out this week is Phantom Brigade, uh, which is now in early access on Epic. Uh, people might remember that as a as a tactics uh, giant robot mecha <laughs> tactics game that we played at one of the most recent PAXs. Um, uh, those recent PAXs being, of course, <laughs> one of the last ones. <laughs> yeah, God. yikes! It was PAX. I think it was PAX West last year. When I played it, um, no. oh wait, we didn't go to East this year. No, wasn't it East we last it East, year? Man. 
Was, it was, it was not, East oh, two years ago. Wow, wow. Because I played it and I was there. And, and that's what, there. that was East. Yeah. We didn't go to West. Because I, I remember you yeah, went on, no. you, they had like a, the, the structure of like their booth was like right. you had to go underneath a thing and yeah, yeah, the yeah. laptops being there. Um, And so it is a, a mecha tactics game in which you have limited near sight uh, predictive powers of an engine that can see the next five seconds. Uh, and so it plays sort of like Frozen Synapse. And that what you're doing is plotting actions and then hitting go. You're telling like your, you know, two to four mechs what to do in the next five seconds. Unlike Frozen Synapse, you have pretty perfect predictions of what the enemy is going to do. So in that way, it's more like into the breach. Um, and so you're planning around what that is. Or you you have – you basically what you know is what are the orders that the other side is going to do. And so what the orders might be, move this tank forward and aim at your, you know, shoot at your your mech number one, right? Um, it is really cool. Uh, I think the biggest thing about it, the thing that makes it so distinct uh, is the fact that its animation and physics engines are do are really doing the thing. Um, it, unlike something uh, like XCOM uh, or XCOM-inspired games in which it's like tile-based – and there might be a to hit chance and then an attack hits or it doesn't. Basically, everything in Phantom Brigade is physics driven. Um, so if you tell a mech to go from point A to point B, it will run from point A to point B. And if that means stepping on a car, it means stepping on a car. If in that run animation, your mech gets shot at and its arm is up and the incoming round goes under its arm, it's not going to get hit. That stuff is modeled physically. It is not rolling a percent chance to hit. There are percentage chance to hit sort of that you can kind of get an estimation on or, or maybe it is rolling in terms of like how many of these things are going to hit but the way that it's represented at least is physics driven which also means that it's easy to get caught up in friendly fire or, or whatever most importantly what it means is if you fucking have a shield mech who drops that shield down and charges into an enemy you will lay that motherfucker out like a linebacker does uh there is such great physics interaction between the the mech units um in the game that produce lots of tactical decision making around that the idea of like i'm gonna shoulder check this guy or even just i'm gonna get in their way to box them in so that another character who i have can snipe safely and like can can get a shot in or whatever it's it's really really cool like i i, I posted a clip last week uh, on YouTube, uh, uh, and I, I tweeted it out. People should go look it up because it's just so good at communicating. These are big, heavy machines that slam into one another, cause real damage. You know, the the destruction in the villages and forts that you're fighting in is really great. All of the buildings can be like partially destroyed. So you'll see, you know, one of the clips I uploaded was of me getting laid out on my ass and just falling <laughs> back first into a big building. And just like my car my mech just laid the fuck out half, you know, <laughs> looked like it got like, you know, haymakered down, just like knocked out. The ref should come over and start counting as I'm laying in this person's living room, basically. Um, um, the... The the basic campaign structure is, is is new. Like it is an early access game. Um, you basically have a map of the world. You're trying to recapture your territory after an enemy invaded it. Uh, you're going from like level to you're going from like zone to zone, and each zone is is tied to a level of loot. 
and and that's kind of fun. Making a, a mech tactics loot game is kind of fun. I was going to go to bed last night, and then I, I realized right now, because it's early access, you cannot save mid-mission in Phantom Brigade right now. Mm. Um, but I was like, let me finish it out. And then I'd been – all of my gear at that point was level 2 or level 3, and that mission gave me a level 6 sword and a level 6 SMG, two weapon types I'd never seen before, and then like a bunch of level 5 chassis and – leg units and stuff i was like well i gotta see this shit so i made a new unit using that that level five and level six stuff who in the next mission was just beating the shit out of everybody it was just dashing around using the sword to to like the first move of the of that of that next round was within five seconds close the distance to an enemy and then did this sort of like sweeping turn back backhanded slash with the sword that cut the legs out from under an enemy destroying their leg unit immediately forcing them to crawl or limp or or whatever and just it, fantastic it felt so good the melee attacks in this game are just right there um, and they're going to keep working on the melee stuff which is exciting because they've said that they want it to feel like mechs jousting which is a really great like that's a good model that we haven't seen in tactics games really um uh so yeah it's it's early i want to like emphasize Hmm? Yeah, ask if one ask. In yeah, some yeah, ways, uh, yeah, right? definitely. Like yes, medieval, medieval mechs. It's Almost like, like medieval mechs in terms what, of the, the 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 melee stuff. Yeah. When they have SMGs, is it like BattleTech style, where it's integrated into an arm assembly, no, or is it like no, it's, it's carrying like a mech it's carrying a fucking mech gun? Yeah, all very the, heavy gear. <laughs> a very style. heavy gear. It's all ve- yeah. yeah. The, uh, this game feels very heavy gear. There's lots of no one has the. Um, the like roller skate style sliding stuff or the hover boots. Yes, boost, I, that was the which good I shit. love. Uh, but they do all have hands. They're picking stuff up. They're like Gundams. They're like heavy gears. Um, uh, they also they do like heavy gear. There's lots of sliding. There is lots of like you coming around the corner and like the, your momentum carries you around it. It's almost like these mechs drift sometimes, which is <laughs> sick. So they're just um, cool as hell. They're just cool as hell. I'm like constantly taking video of this yeah. game just to be like. And so that's the stuff that I wish I actually wish there was better stuff right now. So like there is no you cannot rewatch around that just happened yet. They're working on that. You cannot watch the whole fight play out, which is what I really want. I really just want when it's done, play me the whole 25 seconds, five round fight so I can see yeah. everything happen. This um, is when Battlestar Galactica Deadlock did really well, which ooh. was like the tactics game was fine. The right. replay features were incredible. Like my the best thing was like a big battle was like fun to play. Yeah. But like watching it afterwards, it felt like, oh, I just had a really awesome Battlestar battle. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. It feels a lot to me like Front Mission in some ways, mm-hmm. uh, which is great because I have wanted a new Front Mission game for a long time in terms of both the mech designs and and stuff like that, but also the way I'm thinking about distances and scale and and like it, it, it more than BattleTech. Like it's it's more of a skirmishy BattleTech was was often long, bigger distances than this. There are sniping there are like sniper rifles in this game. I haven't found any missiles or rockets yet, but there are sniper rifles and those are pretty far distances, but this is a lot of like urban tactics scale stuff, right? Um lots of like those episodes of Ava where they're using buildings as cover. That's the scale of conflict basically. Um for for as a touchstone for y'all. And it's good. It's just it's it's good. I think it's early. I want to like emphasize I think the campaign design is very early. It's sort of battle techy in that there are occasionally some like um special uh, you know events that happen. I saw a meteor shower one day. I saw, you know, your your there's parades as you rescue places. Like there's stuff that happens, but like the ca- the individual pilot management isn't there yet. It's very early access. I my guess is it probably has a year or so of early access before it's like 
primetime ready. Um, but uh, it, I'm really glad I checked it out. I, I think it's going to be very good. The, the bones are good. The structure is here, or the the, the foundation is here. You know, um, that's all I got. That's all the video games I've played. I I played more than I thought I did. Um, does anyone else have anything they want to shout out before we wrap up this episode? Are we coming? We're not going to be back on Thursday, is my guess, no. or Friday, right? Mm-mm. Take that day off. Thanksgiving. Yeah, Hoping my delivery Thanksgiving meal worked out well. Have you started my, cooking uh, it yet? Oh, go ahead. Are you? What, do you, what is the? What is the setup for that? Are you storing it somewhere? It. Yeah. What is uh, the? It's it's all in the freezer right now. Okay. Uh, I decided to give Goldbelly another shot and ordered some sort of Thanksgiving feast from a place in New Orleans. So we will Whoa. we will see how that goes. Uh, but more importantly. It means that I'm not going to be spending like 12 hours cooking my own feast, um, which begins That's to build. That's part of the fun. Yeah. But then, but, but Rob's a, a Souls person now, and he could use that time right. to play Demon right. Souls while, of uh, instead of cooking. Yeah. yeah there's, there, there's other places I need to uh, put, put my labor right now. <laughs> um, it's Thanksgiving, yeah, think, the Dark Souls of... Uh, no, that's Christmas. Okay. Hmm. Well, sorry. It's wh- whichever one you have to go home and visit your family for right. that is fraught with the most obligation. That is the real Dark Souls of holidays. So it kind of varies family by family. Some people like Thanksgiving's the really big one. Some people like you know the the uh, Christmas season is really big. Kind of depends on what your family uh, what what the vibe is. Great for me, it's Christmas. <laughs> Great, it's God truly the Dark Souls. Um. We have one message here that I think requires us to act this out, which yeah. is normally not a thing I do, but I, I, I presented this here. Um, right. Are we all ready? This comes in from Mick from Atlanta. Um, presented without comment from episode 287, Holiday Hot Takes. And this is just us. We're, I'm going to revive. <laughs> we're reviving ourselves. We're going to restate the things we said during episode 287. This is probably towards the end of an episode is my guess, or the beginning. It's wild. <clears throat> it's going to be 2020 the next time we podcast together. That's a cool year. Shit. Yeah. That's a cyberpunk year. It is. It is. It's going to feel good every time you say it. 2020. 2020. 2020. <laughs> I feel like you need a like a voice modulator every time you say it. 2020. 2020. I have 2020 vision. <laughs> Were we ever so young? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh no! Fuck! <laughs> why did we think this was going to be a good year? Oh, Who, God! Why? why did we think? Well, no, hold gonna... on. We were already being arch. We know that for a fact. We knew it was going to be a presidential election year. We knew it was going to be a bad year. Yeah. No. We were. It's just. We it is like fun that's to a say cyberpunk year. 20, like, as though we were going to enjoy a game called cyberpunk. We can't even have that in 2020. No. No, we can't. Whew. Well, what we can have is some days off this week. I hope that if you're listening, you get some time off, some time with family and friends, or if not that, because to do that would be to be unsafe, uh, some time to just relax and chill. Uh, if if you are on the fence right now and you're like, do I want to go home and see my family or do I want to just be safe? Please be safe. Let me be the voice that says, please. I Listen, I know some, I've lost some people already. Some people are like, no, I've already made up my mind. I already bought my tickets. Um, I would love to ask you to reconsider, but I know that some people are too far gone. For those of you who are like still weak of being like, oh, um, it could be awkward. I don't want to have to tell my parents I'm not going to see them. And please be safe. 
the the best way that you can tell people that you love them, the best way you can love people is to keep them safe. Uh, so please don't do any uh, extraneous travel this week. Um, uh, things are rough right now, you know, all, all around the world and all around the country. And and I hope that folks uh, take this mostly this, here, though. Mostly, mostly here. here because of the way things. <laughs> you know, let's I don't not, like to center, not throw the rest of the like world under America the bus with because ourselves. Things are rough everywhere, but, generally speaking. But, and and we have lots of internet. But in this particular case, you're right. This <laughs> look, has been a, a if, pretty dramatic American level response to this fucking virus. Well, uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of do you live under like a Heron Volk right wing uh, proto fascist <laughs> yes. government? Because or, then, yes. uh, then you got a big COVID problem. Yes. Uh, because those people can't do shit right. Nope. Um, so yeah. Uh, uh, shout outs to everyone in the UK, Brazil. Yeah. Like, good luck. We're yeah. all in this together. Let's, I don't know. Let's <laughs> hope. <laughs> God. God. Let's hope it. we we oust our fascists as best we can. And uh, sorry, I was looking at Biden's appointees. Uh, <laughs> let's just close this window. Actually, the timing on that couldn't have been more perfect. Um. That's going to do it for us this week. If you have questions or quotes from us from the past that we regret saying, gaming at vice.com is the email address. Thank you to Bowen for letting us use the track. Miss you off the EP Pale Machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Uh, Rob, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I'll probably be on the Tower of Latria uh, for cool. a little while, but um, I've... I've heard tell of a of a good uh, sword, like slashing sword. So I'm be looking for that wherever that is. People keep saying like it's four one. Um, as soon as I know mm-hmm. what four is, um, I sent you a link. Link. Look, a link. Scroll up in this chat. <laughs> yeah, that'll have spoilers, Patrick. Oh, I hate the spoilers. Patrick, okay. you're just gonna have to right. talk to him through the remote, the controller. <laughs> I'll do yeah. it. I, I mean, I've been having. I'm. I've been. I've been upset. Last night, I was I'm like, sh- I kept looking at game base because I was like, Patrick's gonna see how long I've been playing this game. He's gonna see where I'm at. Like, this game's gonna die me out. And Patrick's probably like, uh, Rob's still at the tower night. We were playing at the same time, and you know, I <laughs> there was so no funny. never the. I should have invaded. I, well, I guess you can't invade a specific friend's. Uh, God, game. that would be brutal if you could. If you could just. <laughs> Kick down the door. That would be <laughs> just to just stand in front of the entrance to Tower Nights. Come on, let's let's go. get out of here. Come on. Um, you mean you mean bring this guy down for you, big guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need help? Yeah. I would have been happy to. You did. You did it yourself, though. I'm. I'm, I'm very. Yeah. Proud. Shout outs to Rob. Rob, you did it. You Kato. easily could have summoned, and there would have been nothing wrong. Hundred percent. Nothing Kato, wrong. Kato, you're that. gonna you're gonna crush this first boss. So you let us know once you do. Uh, we gotta oh, celebrate. Yeah. We're all we're all in <laughs> souls together, baby. Um, find me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. Where can people find you, Kato? At a underscore Kato underscore appears. And finally, Patrick. Are you also mm, just in the Tower of Latria? Are you waiting at the end of the Tower of Latria? Because that would be the, <laughs> the best. I'm the new potato. I, I'm the new potato marshal now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you can, find, you can find me trying to convince my daughter to... Because uh, when we take days off, like those are like, well, I'm not playing mm-hmm. Demon Souls because that's not... That's work. I, I, I've tried to convince uh, my uh, she she came home from uh, at the park and I was in Latria. My my other daughter was sleeping. I was like, oh, but I'll pluck a with this for for thirty minutes. And I got into man eater, and um, she's like, oh, are you fighting like some bad guys? Like, yeah, I was like, do you want to watch me do it? And she's like, sure. She sits down, and um, you know, I I got to man eater once. She's like, ooh, that like that you know that's a that's a scary looking guy. And then you know the second one shows up. She's like, ooh, there's two of them, and died immediately. Mm-hmm. And then subsequently spent. 
10 minutes failing to get back to Maneater because they put one of the Cthulhu characters up on the, 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 um, the stairwell to get there and like timing how to get, I, I finally figured out how to do the timing so I can get past it every time without interfering with it. But Jessica just saw me do that and she got up and she goes, this is pretty boring. I don't want to watch you do this anymore. And it left me. And so I put the PS5 wow. in rust mode. So that'll be me at Patrick Klopik for during the holidays. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you have a good and healthy and safe holiday, everybody. Uh, we will be back next week uh, with more. Until then, uh, again, especially for people who I just thought about Black Friday workers this year. Like, bruh, this country fucking yeah, that's sucks. Not can- this country Are they fucking not canceling sucks. Any of that dude. stuff? They're going to do the big lines and stuff like that this year, really? I guess. Why not? Well, there's no fucking relief. So people no need relief. to like, have to work, work their to jobs make, yeah. uh-huh. so they can pay their bullshit to their fucking landlord who will kick them out otherwise and flip the property at some point. Well, like, I understand that. Yeah. I, I was just wondering if they're still doing like the people like lining up, you know, like they're charging the bulls. They'll probably paint. They'll probably paint social distancing All the gawking is going to be so <laughs> horrendous. You have oh. to run in this direction. There'll be arrows on the ground of which directions you're allowed to run in. Yeah. The person working the door needs to have a decent interval uh, being stepped on uh, as people charge over them. Um, that, that's why we're doing Ugh. it safely. Miserable um, country. Uh, yeah, anyway, love and support to those of you who are who are on the front lines, whether in retail or in hospitals around this this country or anywhere else where you're dealing with people who are teaching anyone who is in those sorts of roles right now. Uh, please know you have our love and support and care. Um, uh, good luck. You know, Godspeed. Fuck capitalism. Go home. <laughs> When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. What do we want to come in on? Carson Wentz. In? Yeah, we can come in. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'd see him going out. Actually, I think, uh, I, th- I think Philly uh, 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 Sports Radio is probably coming in on, coming on, on Carson right Wentz. Yeah, yeah. What's up with this Jalen Hurts guy we probably took way too high oh, in the draft? And, but, you oh know, he looked different. Let's see what we got. <laughs> it's always good to be at the, you know what? At least, at least your team can be in a, let's see what we got phase where it's like, yeah, fair. You know, you could get a Russell Wilson, right? You know, yeah, you, yeah, could, yeah, you, yeah. Could. you could, you could, you're opening. Yeah, it's could. like a, it's a loot box. You're, it's a loot you're box. Opening it's, up. A gotcha. it's a gotcha. You got to <laughs> turn the handle. Yeah. We uh-huh. don't even have uh. that. <laughs> it's just, it's just sadness on the other side. We so have sorry, the legacy God. of the worst uh, front office move in the generation. Mm-hmm. 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 You don't think it was worth it? No, you don't think. <laughs> no, 
love to live in a world where actually the Khalil Mack trade was bad. Like my favorite Bears player in 10 years was actually the wrong move. Yeah. God. All I don't right. Like the, I don't like that John Gruden was right. I don't like I don't like John Gruden being right about anything. Ever. Oh, Fuck wow. You're, tur- you're turning on. You think the, the money's bad? No, it's it, no. They they gave away two first round picks. They went all in. They went all in on a quarterback who was like is good. Oh yeah, but I mean, be... I think I think the Mac trade is good. It just oh, presumed yeah. that the yeah, Trubisky yeah, yeah. Yes, the, yes, the Trubisky yes, draft yes. was competent and it wasn't. No, no, I don't disagree with the move made yeah. at the time. It, like under, I understand the logic too completely. I, I would have made the yeah. move in the same situation. It's just sad in retrospect. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just fucking <laughs> Tyler Bray time. Look the um. An XFL quarterback came in and uh, shut out the Lions yesterday. Yeah. We live in a new and brave world. I don't know. XFL, it just XFL, me XFL off wait, so much. What's the, the deal with the XFL right now? They wait. shut down because of COVID. Right. Um, but then but the, the rock, rock bailed them out? Cooking them. Rock is right. cooking. That's what The Rock right. is That's cooking. That's what The Rock now. is cooking. The, the XFL. Books. It's the XFL. <laughs> yeah. And the, the books. <laughs> Crucially, and also the books. <laughs> I believe the rock. I, I believe the rock's like version of it. It was explicitly like it will be back in a couple of years. Like it wasn't. Um, they like they were like yeah we'll be back in like two or three years. So it's not. Um, it's not okay. So it's not that there's no 2021. Okay. No 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 no. Okay. All those players basically just got like God. released and. So the XFL is now uh, the Twin Peaks. The Twin Peaks uh, <laughs> reunion. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. In twenty years. In twenty years. The XFL. Well, yeah. Uh huh. It's happening again. That league you, yeah, it's happening again. That league you like is coming back into style. Um, that, le- right. that league you like to convince yourself is worth watching yeah. because regular football is not on. And uh-huh. You try really hard to like one of those logos and then it's just kind of on enough. in the background. It's not enough. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'll just put on 1985 Bears highlights and my my daughter will be like, are the Bears on? They are. Jessica, they are in my heart. In your, yeah. They are on. Yeah. Uh, All right, time dot is. Today's quote is, Behind the curtain's mystic fold, the glowing future lies unrolled. And that's attributed to someone named Bret Hart, but with an E at the end, which <laughs> I'm sure is some sort of poet. What? But in my mind, it's what? Bret Hart the wrestler <laughs> doing a new... Doing a new Twin Peaks gimmick, doing a new uh, 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 the future's past, whatever you know, you know the mm-hmm. thing. What's the, the firewalk with me? The poem. bit, the fire, yeah. the bit. <laughs> it's been a See, minute I, since I've had. You know, what did you have, Patrick? Do I? I my I thought. Oh, that's Brett Favre. You know, oh, he's Brett just out Favre. here. He's doing <laughs> Wrangler commercials and then also uh, poetry and poetry. Yeah, he's hanging uh-huh. out with George Bush. George Bush is painting, and Brett Brett Favre is doing uh, poetry. Yeah. Uh huh. God. All right. Let me actually do a clap. <clears throat> you want to do 10 seconds? I only heard two. It's because we're, we're good? so in sync. Okay. For I me, it, it was one unified hole. I love it. <laughs> I love that. Also, I got I got to talk through some Demon Souls stuff. We okay. Let's okay, do it. Let's go. That's comfortable. Yeah. That's a Monday morning conversation. Oh, we don't know how to start a pod? Like, oh, we, we can just, <laughs> I'm going to come to you last, Rob, and just give me that energy. Okay. 